can see the demon in you that doesn't wanna come out and play. I can see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Man, fuck this Everybody shit. say fuck this shit. Man, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Man, fuck this Everybody shit. Everybody say. podcast brought to you by FTS Network. You know what it is. We always start the podcast the same way. Oh, hold on. It's your boy Dre. You feel me? <laughs> we always start the pod the same way, man. Thank y'all for taking the time out to listen. Thank you for all of the feedback, all the reviews, all the love, the social media, all of that. Thank y'all for sticking with your boy on the podcast tip, even though I've been all over the place between podcast and YouTube and all of that. So, you know, I'm back giving y'all a semblance of calm and peace. You know what I'm saying? That original shit that we all came for. You feel me? Um, I've been slacking on reading the feedback and the reviews and shit like that. Because, like I said, I was getting busy with everything. But everything is settling back in. So, what you're starting to see now is going to start to be kind of a more regular thing. Uh, you probably be looking at, like, three to four YouTube things every week. At least one podcast episode per week, one bonus episode per week, and then possibly an extra every once in a while. You'll see O'Neill featured on here pretty frequently. Uh, me and O'Neill actually did an episode uh, a couple of days ago that I'm going to put up as bonus content because me and O'Neill got drunk and we was all over the place. Um And I'm not going to not put it out because, I mean, it's not like it's not garbage, but I'm gonna just put it out as bonus content because we were just every fucking where we really were. So uh, that'll probably just drop on some old page shit. Um, but you will be seeing more of O'Neill. Um, me and her stay in constant communication, and she enjoys being on the podcast. I love having her on here. So you'll be seeing more of her for sure. Um, her episode got good. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Good little feedback or whatever. So I know y'all are messing with it. So we're going to make sure we keep it rocking. Uh, what else, man? Nothing really, y'all. My life's been regular. Just working. Like I said, about to, you know. I went, oh, y'all. You know what? Let's get it cracking. Because, you know what? I thought I only had one for y'all. But, who, hold on. Am I about to sneeze? Who, I got to sneeze right on the edge, y'all. Oh, I hate this. Who, while I'm trying to figure out whether or not I'm going to sneeze. Who, ah, this is killing me, y'all. This is the worst. Anyway, I'm going to cue y'all up. This is what's going down. Nigga story time. Real nigga story time. All right, y'all. I'm sorry, I got this. Do I have to sneeze? Do I not have to sneeze? It's really garbage. Anyway, y'all see what it is. It's been a while. You know, I feel like the podcast has been disjointed all over the place, you know what I'm saying? It's time for it to settle in. 
to what you can expect on a regular basis. What's going to be the format for this podcast? How is this going to be? What can you expect every time? You know what I'm saying? And I got to give y'all some real nigga story times when they come up. Sometimes, y'all, they don't come up. But recently, they've been coming up. So, I got you. I owe you. It's been so long since I gave you one. Today, I'm going to give you two of them things. Because that's really the way it's been cracking for you, boy. So, let's start with... So, I go see my grandpa. And, and like, real talk, full disclosure... Uh, my grandpa has been, a. my grandpa had a stroke a few years back. He's paralyzed on one side now. Um, not fully, but like pretty much, uh, anyway, paralyzed on one side, um, in and out of different hospitals or whatever. Now he's in this different facility or whatever. The facility is garbage. I haven't been to the facility. I haven't, I haven't seen my grandpa since he moved from my mom's house because of some behavioral things that he had going on like it's just crazy like man when people start to mix when you start to mix a physical disability with just regular aging and they like you throw a little scotia dementia on top of that thing boy it can get crazy and then with all the medications that he take like you never know if it's the adverse effects from the medication or what it's just man if you ever had to care for somebody in that state man i feel for you because it is just so much but anyway so, this is my first time going to see him since he's been in this facility. But my mom has been telling me, like, this facility is, is trash. She's been up here. She basically be up there every day doing all the stuff for him that they supposed to do. She done call state on them, like, all this other stuff. Like, she's up there doing everything she can because as crazy as it is, y'all, you would think that my dad is in this trash facility would be grounds to get them moved. But it's like little things that those facilities can do to prevent you from really being able to make the next step happen. So you're in a position where you're trying to get your loved ones out of a facility and you need paperwork and they won't give it to you really because if they lose a patient, then they lose money. So they're not trying to go out of their way to not. It's crazy, y'all. It's it's like, it's it's unlike some shit I would ever think would be going down. But anyway, I'm just saying that because if y'all come in these comments with some, who y'all should just get them out, I'll find you. I'll find you. We There's no way in hell we would just have my nigga in no bullshit-ass facility if we could do something about it. That's just not how we get down. But anyway. um, So, uh, my, I hit my mom. So, I'm like, you know, she hits me and she's like, your papa wants to see you. And I know it's been a while since I went and seen him. So, I'm like, definitely. Like, I got to go. You know what I'm saying? Um, but also... And I, I'm, it's crazy because I'm, I've always been like this, even when my grandparents were both good and everything like that. If I'm going to go over there, I'm trying to go over there when somebody else is over there too. I love my grandparents, love them, grew up in their house. My grandpa is like literally my fucking hero, love them. But bro, like they old, when I go over there, I'm trying to go over there with somebody who's a little bit more my speed so that. You know, we can bounce off each other and then we can all kind of like like bridge the gap a little bit, you know? So it's not just me sitting up here talking to them about Wheel of Fortune and like I can't really make some of the jokes I want to make. And you know what I'm saying? It's not the same. But um, anyway, so I'm trying to go when she's going. So 
me and her go together. I hit her up. We go together. Uh, when we pull up, it's these two people outside in their wheelchairs, like outside the front door of the facility. First of all, when we pull up to the facility, I'm looking at the building. I'm like, why does this building look so little? My mom looks at me. She's talking about that. It looked like the ceilings would be so low. You'll have to duck when you in there. I'm like, yes. Why does the building look so small? She's like, it's just trash, whatever. And the ceilings weren't that low. The door was though, because I did. I hit my head on the like frame of the door walking out. But anyway, um, so she's like no noting how little the fucking building is off the rip. Pull up. We see the two people outside in the wheelchairs or whatever, like residents at this nursing facility. So they're like old as fuck, right? And it seemed to me I didn't meet nobody who wasn't more than just a little like how can I put this? I'ma just say it the way I talk, and I'ma just hope that y'all know my intent behind these things. Everybody there was a little fucked up. Like it might have been different shit for different people. All of them, some of them maybe they had a stroke. Some of them like they have no legs. Some of them like it was different shit for everybody, right? But everybody there seemed a little fucked up. And I'm only saying that to say it seemed like it should be a little bit more supervision going on with the people who I seen out front than was going on. Like the dude who we seen, we like he like he sp- he spoke to us when we came in, but like. You could tell he had some deficiencies. And I don't know if they were, I don't know if he was, I don't know if he an old nigga who been, had whatever going on his whole life or if he had a stroke or if something happened. I don't know what was going on. But my mans didn't have it all together. And he was just out there alone. And then, who I've come to know as Miss Audrey, because she has a name, was like sitting there and she's like ringing the doorbell to go in inside because the door like kind of locks automatically or whatever, but the doorbell broke. So they're not hearing them. So, so, you know, but she, Miss Audrey also got something going on with her. Like, I don't know. She, she probably did have a stroke because she got a little hand that just kind of like, you know what I'm saying? It don't really do all the way. You know what I'm saying? But like she can move it, but like it don't, she can't, it don't do everything. And my grandpa, he had a stroke. That's why he's paralyzed. And he got the same arm, but his don't move. His just stay stuck right here all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, y'all, I know, I know. I, if y'all are watching the video of this, I know y'all are like, nigga, you going to hell. But, I mean, that's what they always be looking like. I'm not, if you see them, like, it ain't, it don't not look like that. So, I mean, like, so, anyway. So, but she's, that, that's the arm that she like to do with. So, that's really the one that she's trying to get the doorbell with. She's trying, she's hitting the doorbell. But the thing about her is that because they all got varying degrees of shit, right? She know she a little fucked up, I think. So she like, maybe I'm fucking up. Like, maybe I'm not ringing the doorbell, but I think the motherfucker broke. So my mom reach over because she knows my mom. Because my mom be there all the time helping with all the people because they don't be doing their job. But anyway, she knows my mom. So, you know, she's like, you know, she lets her go there. My mom started to do it and the doorbell was like really broken. So I'm like, my nigga, so they just got these two out here locked outside. I would say all the stuff that I said about them before was not to be talking about the people. It was more so to say, these are the people who are literally locked outside the nursing home right now. It ain't like 
they're just old and it's a senior living facility and it's like, oh, we can't get in. And they standing up, was outside smoking cigarettes, chopping it up, you know what I'm saying, on the phone, you know what I'm saying, just got done playing golf. Like, they need to be in a facility and they need to be cared for. That's why they here type shit. And they just locked outside. So I'm like, okay. And and rewind, y'all. Y'all know I'm high as shit. I can't go to nothing like that sober. I can't be around that many old people sober. Old people honestly kind of creep me out in big groups. I like my old people. My Aunt Dorothy, my grandparents, I love them. I fucks with them. But just regular old people, I'm like, oh, don't be touching me and shit. I don't really. I It ain't no disrespect. I know you wise. or something I can learn. But don't be, don't be touching me with your old ass hands and shit. I don't like when old people touch me. I don't know what's up with it. Anyway. So... I'm stoned walking in that motherfucker. So when all this is happening outside, I'm varying levels of literally visibly laughing out loud because I'm like, I just literally can't believe this is what I'm seeing right now. And also really irritated and concerned because I'm like, bro, this is where this is where Papa lives type shit. Right. So we go in. We finally get in. First of all, someone like walks past the door. Like they kind of see us standing out there, but then they like try and act like they didn't see us and walk past. I'm like, did she just, my mom's like, yeah, that's what they do. We standing out there on some like, whatever you trying to get into an apartment and you don't know the gate code type shit, waiting on somebody to get off work. This girl is getting off work and sees us standing there. And then when she sees us standing there, she's like, you can see like the, the physical side. Like, uh, like I got to open the door for these niggas. Like, you got residents out here. It's people out here you're supposed to be caring for. It's not even about us right now. Why is the door locked? So then, so she lets us in. When she opens the door, she says, yeah, I told her the door. Or she said, yeah, the doorbell been broke since earlier. So y'all knew the doorbell was broken when you just pushed these niggas outside and closed the door behind them on some don't go too far type shit? Okay. We walk in, gotta put masks on. Next person we see, Miss Helen. Miss Helen, skinny ass white lady. Old as hell. They all old as hell, by the way. We in this nursing home. And like I said, they all fucked up in their own little way. Or they all have their own degree of the I don't know how to say it the right way they all got something going on Miss Helen probably just like dementia or something like that she's real skinny if she's in a wheelchair but I think I she she's so skinny honestly I don't know if she can walk but if she can't it's because she's too skinny like she's and she maybe she don't eat because of the dementia I don't know I can't make up a life story for these people and that's why I just say they all a little fucked up. I'm not trying to be away. I just don't know what it is. So anyway, what I do know is that when we walk in, she's telling us, she's my mom knows her too. So she sees my mom. She speaks to my mom. My mom speaks to her. She's like, hey. But then she's like, um, you know, we're going to, we're, she's holding a mask and she's like, we're going to be passing these out later or something like that or whatever. She's talking like some little nonsense or whatever. But, you know, if you ever dealt with old people in memory care or anything like that, like they be talking nonsense. So you just, you just be like, oh, okay, for sure. We'll see you later, you know? So we walk to my grandpa's room. We go in and we talk to my grandpa or whatever. And I'm already looking around. I'm like, 
All right, y'all, I'm going to be honest. This part I thought I was going to leave out, but I'm going to just go ahead and say it. We walk in, and I kind of see the dude who's next next to my grandpa. Because, honestly, y'all, these should be single patient rooms. But they just got sheets up in between them, and they got two people in these little-ass rooms. It's ridiculous. But anyway, I walk in, and I kind of see his roommate or whatever. And his roommate, I don't know if he has arms, but he definitely doesn't have any legs. But listen, y'all, it was like, I seen one of my grandpas don't have one of his legs. I've seen a lot of people who got amputations. His shit didn't look right. His shit looked like, the the tip of his shit looked like balloon knots. And usually it'd be like smooth and rounded at the ends. And that's not what it looked like. And it just fucked me up a little bit. I was just like, oh, shit. I didn't say it out loud, but in my mind, I was like, man, again, I'm sure he didn't ask for the balloon knot. So, like, I know it's a story behind this, and it's not funny and all it is, but his legs look like little sausages because of the knots at the end, and that's not usually what they be looking like. But anyway, so then we walk in, we're talking to my grandpa or whatever, and we see, like, Miss Audrey is, like, she's in her wheelchair rolling down the hallway. Miss Helen's coming down the hallway, the skinny white lady and Miss Helen like like she's like creeping up but she's like she keeps staring into my eyes but y'all she's this bone skinny white lady like big like big loose clothes on her sitting in this wheelchair and she's she's like just slowly wheeling herself through the hallway staring dead into my eyes and it's like I don't want to look away because you know, whatever, like, she's not staring at me on no friendly shit, like, hi, how are you, you know what I'm saying, like, I want to be like, boo, but she's, you know what I'm saying, I'm not trying to fuck with Miss Helen, you know what I'm saying, so, then she, like, goes by, and then she, like, comes back by, hey, y'all, listen, you know how when you, like, real high, or when you just in a situation, you don't even know what's real no more, almost, I swear she looked backed up like she went past the door and then she like backed back to the door again. And it, but then he, however she gets back to the door, then she starts like coming like she's going to come in the room. So I'm telling her, oh, I think she's coming in here. Like, cause I'm like, I'm so high about my scared y'all because this nursing home is so fucked up. I watch too many horror movies and I'm like, something's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Something's going to happen. Um, so she starts like slowly creeping in towards the room or whatever. I'm telling my mom, like, mama, she's coming in here. She's coming in here. Then she comes in and she hands my mom this blanket and she like tells my mom, she's like, yeah, uh, you got to make masks out of this blanket and then we're going to pass them out or something like that or whatever. And my mom's like, oh, okay. Da, da, da. And then she just like slowly creeps away out of the room. And my mom just like sits the blanket down. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. But I'm like, hell no, nah, bro. This shit weird. Like, I can't fuck with this. I couldn't even, I couldn't work in a situation like this. I couldn't be in nothing like this. This is too much for me. So I'm talking to my grandpa. And side note. My grandpa, even through the stroke, bruh, my man's is wit, bruh. He's smart, bruh. He be knowing shit. So he's asking me what I got going on or whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, I'm about to start my master's program, but I don't know if I want to do 
my master's in teaching and learning, my master's in education, or my master's in a psychology discipline again, because my associates is in psychology, I could just wrap back around and go back to psychology. And he's like, you should do the psychology, basically. He's like, psychology is a, a real good degree. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, depending on what I want to do in education, whatever, whatever. And he's like, but the psychology degree, you could do more. And I'm like, yeah, you do got a point. Because if I have the actual work history in education, but the degree in psychology, I could still get an admin job in education. But I could also get a job doing something else with my psychology degree. But if I just get the education degree, then I'm limited to the education space to a degree. And he's like, exactly. I'm like, bet. I think that's what I'm going to do. But so just side note, bro. Am I, hey, listen. When, 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 uh, balloon legs family comes to visit, they probably be calling my grandpa crazy. Like I'd be calling them other people. My grandpa be in there hollering. He paralyzed on one side. He'd be jumping out the bed in the middle of the night. He'd be swearing there's some shit going on. that ain't going on that he'd be arguing and fussing with people across the hall. He crazy too. They all, they all, like I said, that my grandpa's a little fucked up. Like I'm not, I just know his specific story. I just wanted to be clear. I'm not disparaging nobody's family members. Like, I know everybody got a little story. You know what I'm saying? Balloon Legs is a good person. Well, he, he did call my grandpa a nigga. So that's why I don't really have a problem calling him Balloon Legs. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, y'all, it gets more fucked up, I feel like. I'm not going to lie. But I'm going to keep telling the story. Because all of this happened. So, I don't... So, in the meantime, when all this happened, Miss Helen had this little nasty-ass disposable glove, and she dropped it in the hallway. And this lady who worked there kept walking past the glove, and I was like, you really not going to pick the glove up? It was bothering me so bad. But anyway, um, so they all towards the end of the hallway, but then they all end up start coming back, you know what I'm saying, the other way past the room again. Miss Audrey... From remember from the beginning, from the door, Miss Audrey is like kind of in front in the hallway, and Miss Helen is behind her. But they both wheeling their chairs forward. Miss Helen is walking around with this little disposable mask now, like trying to hand it to everybody, telling them that like they need it or that they're going to be handing these out because that's what she's on. You know, motherfuckers who got a little Scotia dementia or something like that, they get wrapped up in something, fixated, and they just can't stop. So that's what she's doing. So she tries to tell Miss Audrey, that's what I'm assuming is happening, that she's trying to tell her about this mask. So she's like trying to catch up to her. So their their wheelchairs are like, Miss Audrey's in front, like here, like here. And then Miss Helen is behind her, like off to an angle a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like it, like this. I don't know if I'm making sense on the on on the tape, right? But um Miss Helen started reaching towards Miss Audrey trying to handle that mask. Miss Audrey start with it with that arm. She starts talking about Bitch, leave me alone! Bitch, leave me alone! Bitch, bitch, leave me alone! So I swear I was like, oh my fucking god. I'm in the room 
high as shit, y'all. Like, dying. I'm like literally almost about to cry laughing right now. Like, I cannot believe this is what's happening in front of me right now. Like, please just take me home at this point. The girl who worked working there, she just watching from a distance. She ain't even doing shit. I'm trifling because a piece of me is like, I she needs to stop this. But another piece of me is like also watching like she is, but I'm not at work. It's not my job to break this up. Like, ain't you supposed to take one up to their room or something like that? And then they kind of stop for a second and get kind of broken up or whatever. And I guess Miss Helen get back up on her. And then she start hitting her again with it. Bitch, leave me alone. Bitch, leave me alone. I was like, bruh, y'all just let them fight. That's what. Yeah, dude. After that, we pretty much left. I was there. We was there a little bit longer, and then we 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 got up out of there. Um, yeah, this shit was wild. I didn't expect this to be this long. Uh, so when I told y'all that y'all was gonna get two real nigga story times, you not. You only gonna get that one, and I'll give you the next one on the next episode because I'm gonna try and give y'all real nigga story times every episode if I can. You know what I'm saying? For shouty wody. If not, you know, whatever. I'm going to give y'all a little bit more of the casual before we jump into the actual structure part of the, uh, of the podcast. That's really going to be the main difference. What I'm trying to do for the new, give y'all about 20, 20 minutes or so, 20 to 30 minutes of pre-structured episode in some way or form be it real nigga story time maybe i'll talk about something in particular i want to talk about you know whatever that's not actually based on something in uh specific then you know, we'll go to a break and then we'll come back we'll do like some specific things actually talk about some stories and shit or whatever we'll do that for 30 45 minutes or whatever how long it lasts and if i got any you know Dale Jackson Award winners, any specific white people do these, anything like that, then we'll do that, and then we'll be done with the podcast. And I think that's how they're pretty much going to rock from now on out. So, you know, it took a little while, but we figured out the product, we figured out what it is, and uh, now, as a result, you know that it's time to take a break for that money. If y'all watch this on YouTube, I know whenever I'd be doing the little break spaces for me to be able to do this for the actual audio podcast, y'all be like, this nigga's crazy. But, you know, whatever. Gotta fill that space up because I gotta get that money. I didn't say this earlier, but you know, if you want the bonus content, it's $4.99 a month. It's a great contributor to all of the things that this podcast does. It makes me feel lovely and wonderful. It puts me one step closer to being able to spend more time with my family and more time with you guys and not slaving and working for the white man. So, you know what I'm saying? It's always going to be a link in the description of every episode where you can go do all the stuff. You can go subscribe to the YouTube. You can go pay me money to see more episodes. Or you can go follow me on social media platforms. So whenever I say crazy stuff in the middle of the week, you know what I'm saying? When I get a wild hair, you'll be able to see that shit too. You know what I'm saying? You can tell your friends and family about all of it so we can all be a big Huge community and family that just uh, loves, loves, loves the FTS podcast. Um, anyway, so uh, <sighs> Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner got sentenced to nine years in Russian jail. Um, I 
have spoken about Brittany Griner a little bit on here. I think that the Brittany Griner situation more than most situations really speaks to the disconnect between how the black community in particular feels as though we are viewed, treated, and prioritized by the government and what we know about how government works. So what I mean by that is black people are already predispositioned to feel as though the government don't give a fuck about us and that they'll they'll sell us out for nothing to begin with. And I said this shit when Brittany Griner first got arrested, that this is going to get messy because it's going to seem one way and black people are going to feel a way that's based off of history that is that has really happened. Like the government has fucked black people over in more ways than it's necessary to even recount on this podcast. If you need me to prove it to you in truth, you already too far gone. If you need the evidence still in 2022 that the government has not been particularly kind to black people, then you really are too far gone. You will never believe me. It's I'm not even going to try. Right. So when she first got arrested, I already knew that we were going to feel like if she wasn't black, they would have got her back. If she wasn't a black gay woman, lesbian woman. We would have been got her back. You've seen the tweets. If this was LeBron James, they would have been got LeBron James back. And for, that's just not how it works. That's not how it works to begin with. But we are so distrusting and, and reasonably so distrusting of the government and messaging from the government that for them to even come out and say it doesn't even work like that would have almost rang sour to the community anyway. So they were in a weird position. And uh, outside of them missing that phone call, um, that was, it was like a, a story that came out a, a month or so ago that it was like a phone call Brittany Griner was supposed to make to her wife and the person at the U.S. Embassy wasn't there or some shit. So she didn't get to talk to her and it had been months or weeks or whatever. It doesn't matter if it had only been days. They were supposed to be there for the call and they wasn't there. And that's fucked up. That does show we don't really care about the situation, right? Um, But anyway, you're dealing with a government in another another nation's government. If was like America doesn't have any pull in what happens in Russia when Russia's not at war with Ukraine, and the America is like low key like giving Ukraine weapons to go to war against Russia. So it's like we're not necessarily in the most advantageous position to be like, oh, you know, well, we homies just cut, just do us this solid. It doesn't really work like that. Um, also, the whole issue was white, whatever, whatever. It's white people over there who who got arrested and had to do a long time because Russia has really strict drug laws. Russia has extraordinarily strict drug laws, and they're. Uh, um, justice system is, is even more harsh than ours. You're pretty much guilty until guilty and then guilty. Their prison system is crazy hard. It's like basically slave labor, which I mean, isn't too far from America, but they do take it a, a step further. It is worse. Um, uh, the, the point is, 
her being black isn't the reason why she's still over there. Her being caught in Russia is the reason she's still over there. And I'll take a brief moment to say this part only because I feel as though it's being completely left off. And I don't feel like it's the biggest point of all of this. But Brittany Griner wasn't playing basketball and the Russian police special forces came and took her to prison at gunpoint because she was black and gay. She got caught with them weed cartridges out there. And unless they planted them on her, she should have known how strict the drug laws in Russia were. And if that's the case, it's not worth it for you to have the drugs. It's just not. As a smoker, let me let me tell y'all something. I don't take no weed in no airport, nowhere, ever. I got friends who are like, oh, I take weed every time. They don't take you. Da, 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 da. Man, fuck that. Y'all do what you want to do. I'm not doing that shit. You know why? I'll just find something when I get where I'm going. And I'm not a millionaire. I'm not rich. I'm not famous. There's no reason anybody rich and famous should be traveling with nothing that's illegal to travel with. Just get some more when you get where you're going. It doesn't just, just stop doing that. That being said, by the standard that we view in our country and I, that I view as an individual, the Russian punitive action for marijuana possession or for because they think about she trafficking drugs because she has some cartridges but but the the response for that is way out of line like it is to a degree of inhumanity in my personal opinion i believe that about the way we imprison people for drugs in america in a lot of instances but i don't it's still i'm not trying to compare the two because one doesn't impact the other it doesn't matter how bad jails are here or how bad we treat people for stuff here. It's still bad when it happens somewhere else. So I'm, I'm not down with it one way or another, but this is the way things happen. That you, even if the, the moral, even if I'm what I, what I'm not trying, I am not trying to say here, Brittany Griner doesn't deserve our sympathy because she should have known better. More so, what I'm trying to say is don't let it be lost upon us as American citizens. The moral of the story here should actually be you need to be well aware of what can happen to you when you are visiting these other countries. It's all cool now. We all getting passports, especially black people. I feel like our community is finally starting to realize how cheap it is to travel in a lot of instances, how attainable some of these destinations really are, and we out here living our best lives, going to places we've never been before, getting passports stamped up, and I'm here for it, and I love it. But you, you gotta know the rules where you at, and you gotta act accordingly because being American is not this badge of. I feel like Americans feel like even when they go to other countries, the other people are the foreigners still. Like, yeah, but I'm an American. It's like, yeah, but you're not in America. So, like I said, this isn't to besmirch Brittany Griner or to make this, oh, she should have known better because that's not what it is. But there is a layer of this where as Americans, we do walk around with this arrogance that nothing can happen to us based on the moral code that we are based in America. But first of all, that's not even uh, uniform throughout America. But definitely when you start traveling the world, uh, shit different.
So you got to act accordingly. Um, with that being said, um, I am beyond done with the people on Twitter asking, telling Joe Biden that he needs to do something. Uh, especially at this point, they literally offering a motherfucker nicknamed the merchant of death in exchange for Brittany Griner right now. They're like, okay, you can have him back. Even though in many ways, he was the person who started to like deliver automatic weapons to African nations, like changing, like, you know what I'm saying? The landscape of their warfare with each other forever. Like all the child soldiers and shit that you see them, his guns, but we going to swap him out for Brittany Griner because she had a little bit of weed because we feel like she deserves to be free. Even though this is not a swap for a swap. You feel me? That's what I'm saying. The latest article that just came out says the U.S. may do a two-for-two prisoner swap to get Griner and Whelan out of Russia. Um, Basketball star Brittany Griner and former Marine Paul Whelan should hopefully be released from Russia as part of a two-for-two prisoner swap. Former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. Bill Richardson said on Sunday. Um, Before he says this, also, I didn't... uh, say this when she got sentenced to the nine years part of you you have to think about it like this okay we're talking about a a basketball player so let's do a sports metaphor if you're going to trade someone you have to sign them first like they have to be signed to your team before you could trade them before Russia could trade Brittany Griner for a prisoner in America they had to convict her and make her a prisoner of Russia at that at the point before that she was just standing trial. So at the point that they started talking about doing swaps, it was a guarantee that she was going to get sentenced to something. And how many years she got sentenced for doesn't really matter that much because it appears that enough pressure has been put on that they're going to find a way to get her home, or at least they're going to try. And I think, I think Russia's going to do it. But anyway, let's see what this article says. Um, my view is optimistic. I think she's going to be free. There's going to be a prisoner swap. I think there's going to be a two for two. Can't forget about Paul Whelan. Uh, Richardson, who is an outside advisor involved in the Griner case, said in an exclusive interview with ABC's This Week anchor, George Stephanopoulos. Um, Griner has been detained since February. God, that's a long time, y'all. And was sentenced last week to nine years in prison after she was found guilty of drug charges in a Moscow area court. She has said she accidentally traveled with vape cartridges containing hashish oil, um, which I I can see that kind of thing being an accident, man. Sometimes you for sometimes you just forget you got something. But again, when you know you somewhere that got strict drug laws like that, you can't forget. Got to be more careful. Uh, Wheeling, who worked in corporate security after the Marines was convicted of espionage which he and the U.S. denied. So basically, they're saying that Whelan is a spy and uh, Brittany Griner had a little weed. Uh, late last month, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken revealed the administration had made a substantial proposal to release Griner and Whelan, which sources told ABC News included freeing notorious Russian arms dealing Victor Boot, who was serving 25-year prison sentence in the U.S. Richardson said, that's the merchant of death, by the way. Richardson said Sunday that he didn't fully agree with the Biden administration's messaging strategy. I wouldn't have gone public as much as uh, they did, he said. Uh, But he said sometimes comments about prisoner negotiations are made strategically when talks stall. 
You want to throw in a little bit of a bomb. I think that's what they did. Richardson described himself as a catalyst for working on Griner's case along with other detainees. I've been talking to the Russians. I've talked to the White House, he said, though he would not detail specifics of his communications. Uh, the founder of the Richardson Center for Global Engagement, which promotes global peace and dialogue. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Richardson helped freeing ex-Marine Trevor Reed, who was released by Russia in April. So this nigga not just talking. Okay. Because I y'all heard the blah, blah, blah in my voice. I was like, okay, he capping about his stuff. Like, okay, no, wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, he helped free U.S. journalist Danny Finster in Myanmar. Yeah, okay. Well, if he helping free niggas, then cool. I'm glad that he helping with everything. And he think that it's going to happen. So that's dope. That was kind of my major point to this whole thing, though. This is one of those situations where, as black people, I really don't want us to get into this spin or in this cycle of, you know, they treat us all the same way anyway. And they don't really care about us. They don't do nothing for us and blah, 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 blah. It, to me, it's, um, I mean, if you black, think about it in real life. I feel like all black people are cautious about saying that something is because of some racist shit until they're pretty fucking sure it is. Because we already know that we don't want to use it up when it was some other shit. I'm saying if you always say everything happening because you black, it's like crying wolf. And we know that whether it's true or not, even a little stuff, we just don't even mention it. We let that shit. And then we might use that as like footnotes for our case later about the thing that we really finally say. But rarely as a black person do we just be like, oh, yeah, that's racist, that's racist, that's racist, that's racist. All day in your life, motherfuckers will stop hearing you. They'll start saying you see race everywhere and then it won't have no power. And it's dumb. You know what I'm saying? It really is dumb that it's like that because it's like, man, like if what I'm saying is valid, it should be valid. But the reality is it's not. And with this particular situation, I was all down for... Joe Biden do something early on um, even though it is always ironic to me that the people saying Joe Biden do something don't really know what something what even the options of something could be it always come from a disingenuous place of people who don't really have the information to really be disappointed with a lack of action because they don't really know what the level of possibilities are but whatever we won't have that conversation um, but once Joe Biden start doing stuff, once they like start making offers and stuff like that, like kill that. You gotta, you gotta kill that noise because all of that rhetoric leads into the whole the Democrats are just as bad as the Republicans things. And there's just so many things you can point to that state otherwise. You know what I'm saying? Like that there is a difference between the two parties that having one over the other substantially changes the outcome of what's going on. Um, so, I mean, I guess with, with that being said, um, cause I pretty much said everything I want to say about that. I want, uh, you know, obviously I hope that Brittany Griner comes home soon. I want people to be more aware of all of these things, but, uh, you know, um, we talking about the, uh, the Democrats and all of their shit. So, uh, let's, uh. Let's do some Inflation Reduction Act. Um, I know a lot of y'all niggas don't watch the news. I've been told that, you know what I'm saying, I am some of y'all's news. And I, I want y'all to know that that's a heavy burden that I hold. And I try and give you factually accurate information. But I am not the news. Um, 
Uh, and I'm just out here trying my best. So don't you be out here just repeating what Dre said. And then somebody like, that's not true. And then you'd be like, well, Dre said, don't what Dre said. You hit me on the low and be like, hey, my nigga, we was wrong. Don't be selling me out because you just believe me blind. But anyway, Inflation Reduction Act. I know some of y'all are like, the fuck? Some of y'all are like, okay, I kind of heard of this. Some of y'all know exactly what it is. Let's talk about it. The Senate approves the Inflation Reduction Act, clinching long-delayed health and climate bill. This was supposed to be Build Back Better. It was originally like $10 trillion, and now it's like $400 billion, which is crazy to be like, damn, they cut almost the whole thing away. But it is still a win when it's all said and done because it's still $400 billion that goes to shit that we give a fuck about. So, um... The Senate on Sunday approved a sweeping package to combat climate change, lower health care costs, raise taxes on some billion-dollar corporations, and reduce the federal deficit as Democrats overcame months of political infighting to deliver the centerpiece to President Biden's long-stalled economic agenda. The party-line vote was a milestone in a tumultuous journey that began last year when the Democrats took control of Congress and the White House with a promise to bring financial relief to ordinary Americans. With a tie-breaking vote from Vice President Harris, the 50-50 Senate sent the bill to the House, which aims to approve it and send it to the White House for Biden's signature later this week. Dubbed the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, the package would authorize the biggest burst of spending in U.S. history to tackle global warming, about $370 billion to reduce greenhouse gas emissions to 40% below their 2005 levels by the end of this decade. The proposal will also make good on Democrats' years-old pledge to reduce prescription drug costs for the elderly. These are the two main points of this bill from what I have seen. I will continue reading this article in a second. But these are the two main things from what I've seen. What do I think? I think that the fact that Republicans don't believe in climate change is a major reason why I say that there is a major difference between these two parties because some of the fundamental differences that they have are literally life and death for us, right? If you do believe in climate change, and there is no in-between about this, if you do believe in climate change, then you believe that within our lifetime, if we do not change the way that we are abusing the earth, we will literally have an, a world that is inhabitable in large swaths. Like there will be places that are habitable, but large parts of the world will not be habitable by humans. And I saw somebody tweet this the other day that I thought was really interesting. And I think that people need to think about this because we are also arrogant in believing that we drive this whole thing, even though we don't. If the world gets to a point where climate change makes the world inhabitable by the human species, the world will live on. The world will heal itself and the world will be fine. We will be gone. So if you believe in climate change at all, to allow a Republican to hold an office anywhere in the country is you being complicit in what you are aware of being your own demise. And there's no other way to put it. If you let that happen, you complicit in your own demise because you know that they will vote not only to continue climate change, but to increase the things that impact it. And if you tell me that 
you don't believe that these things have any impact and that the world is what it is already anyway, da, 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 da. but then like at the same time, you'll tell me something like, oh, I don't eat meat because, you know, those are animals too, da, 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 da. It's like, okay, so you feel like it matters that the small thing that you can do to not fuck up the world is done, right? Like at this point, literally voting Democrat is that small thing to keep the world literally going in America. It is super unfortunate we have a two-party system. You can do whatever you want within primaries and try and get people who I, I lean with you more specifically on your ideologies and all this stuff right now. But I mean, I'm just being honest with you. At this point, it's no like uh, what ifs, nothing like that. If you vote for the Republicans right now, you vote for your own demise in just about every regard. So unless you super fucking rich. So whatever. Anyway, so the fact that we did this, I think is a really good thing. It's really necessary. Other countries follow America. Other countries use America as their excuse for not doing this. They will say, well, America's not doing it, so we don't have to, which is another reason why Trump is so dangerous because he sets a standard, a global standard that you see other people follow. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked, but whatever. Um, and also lowering prescription drug costs on the elderly, um, letting Medicaid or uh, Medicare negotiate drug prices. It's it's crazy that they were basically, this is the type of shit Republicans be on. Voting against something that would take a government, Medicare is a government fund, like it's a, it's a government thing. It's government insurance basically, right? Republicans were voting against something that essentially belongs to them. Being able to bargain with a private entity for less to spend less money on drugs for the people that it is required to service. That's the type of shit Republicans be on. They're like, no, we don't want Medicare to be able to negotiate drug prices, even though it's our job to make sure Medicare works properly. We'd rather it be drug. It just gets what whatever the drug companies give them the drugs for. That's what they pay. And there's no negotiation. That's the stupidest shit I ever heard in my life. So anyway, it's it's telling that no Republican voted yes on this. But anyway, um, in part by tweaking federal tax dollars or federal tax laws, in part by tweaking federal tax laws, chiefly to target tax cheats and some billion dollar companies that pay nothing to the government. The bill is expected to raise enough money to cover its new spending. Democrats say the measure is also expected to generate an additional $300 billion for reduced projected budget deficits over the next 10 years, though they have not yet furnished a final fiscal analysis of their legislation. This is one of the most significant pieces of legislation passed. Hold on, let's, uh, let's let Chuck Schumer tell us. He wants to tell us. They got a video here. Let's play it. We are Kendrick. Creating... We don't care about Kidgel though. They trying to tell us about some shit. We don't. We don't want to. We don't want to be marketed to. We want to use you for our own selfish needs. Ding road. At last, we've. As you know, it's been a long, tough, and winding road. At last, we've arrived, and we are elated. 
every member of my caucus is elated about what happened because we've white people don't get excited like black people this is like the crowning achievement of this year for this man and he is like we are elated that little double fist pump of joy that's not but when he go get drunk later on he gonna be acting an ass i'm telling you i don't if there's anything i don't learn from my jobs really we've changed the world in a way that you rarely get an opportunity to do that with the inflation reduction act this senate democratic majority has achieved what countless others uh have come to washington promising to do but ultimately failed to deliver and I am really confident that the Inflation Reduction Act will endure as one of the defining feats of the 21st century. All, and we did it without a single vote to spare. Our bill reduces inflation, lowers costs, creates millions of manufacturing jobs, enhances our energy security, and is the boldest climate package in U.S. history. The Senate has now passed the most significant bill to fight the climate crisis ever. And it's going to make a difference to my grandkids. Mr. Majority Leader. Madam President, okay. That's a... it's been a long, tough, and winding I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm road. But at last, at last, I, I want, I we have arrived. So, yeah, that's dope, man. You see, they're super excited about it. They're like, this is a huge thing. We don't often get things done. I think in a lot of ways, that's them admitting, like, we know y'all say we don't ever get shit done. This is a huge thing that we got done. So, you know, mess with us, bro. Um, apparently, like, in a way, Joe Manchin has something to do with this. He's still a bitch-ass nigga to me. I don't care. Like, there's, there's a longer way to explain what Joe Manchin had to do and how he came to fruition and all of this or whatever. And honestly, from what I understand, I think the man actually deserves some props, but... Again, I want to be clear. Fuck him. I don't care. I don't care. I don't give a fuck about that nigga. You've been an obstructionist this whole time over here doing all this fuck shit and bullshit. I don't care if you pulled it out in the last whatever. Fuck it. I don't care. Um. Anyway. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. If y'all see me in one of the hoodies... That means that I've been at work all day, man. That means your boy on bump status. I was going to do one more. I was going to do some of the Alex Jones stuff with y'all because that shit is crazy. That motherfucker was doing all that lying about Sandy Hook and all that stuff saying the parents and the kids was fake and now he got to pay $4 million or some shit like that. And Then they got more phases coming at the trial. They're going to have to pay more money. I think it's like $40 million or some shit. So, you know. But I, I'm hot, y'all. I'm hot. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Uh... So, yeah, man, this is going to be it. I don't have no follow-up segments for the end of the episode. I love y'all like always, man. Make sure y'all telling people about the podcast. Make sure you're tuning in on a regular basis and shit like that. Uh, go make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. The link is in the description to do all of the stuff that we have done around here. I love y'all like always. Yeah, double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire, my mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself, it's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga trying to see. Mm. My gift to gab on us. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth. Billion. Huh. 
Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they marry him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the billion. Yeah, man, you're not tuning in. Fuck this shit podcast. And billions 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 and bill